minus three with Dave Damashek. Oh my, what a weekend. The Red River shootout. Bama loses. Kickers stink. L.A. now the site for the last two great regular season pro football games. The Chiefs got blown out. Red Sox and Rays. Giants and Dodgers. Giants bloodbath in Big D. Fury Wilder Classic. No defense anywhere to be found. Hi and hello and welcome to Minus 3 Sports Fans. Let's get right into it. Please be following along at Minus 3 Pod on social media. Bet along with us, FanDuel.com slash Minus 3. The word minus the number three. The bad news is one of the all-time great sports weekends is in the rearview mirror. The good news is right on the horizon. More betting action, more hot sports action. The takes are ready to begin. Let's get into them right now. Eddie Spaghetti's along for the ride, of course, as always. And here to kibitz about his Red Sox, his Patriots, and all the rest of it, it's Kevin Hench. What's the poop, fella? Oh, my God. I don't know if this happens to you. I did not have a drop of alcohol this weekend. No, I, that doesn't happen to me. And, and nope. I am, but, but I'm completely fucking hungover. <laughs> I, I'm hungover from the blood alcohol content of sports. I, I am, I like, I, my body went through so much w- this weekend with sports viewing. I don't know if this ever happens. Like Sunday night at the end of the late game, I'm like, oof, I don't feel so good. Like I think I, <laughs> I think maybe I did too much. I think you can do <laughs> I think I, you can do 14 hours Saturday or 14 hours Sunday. I don't think 14 hours both is good for your nervous system. Um, but holy I hell. woke up. I woke up. This is true on Sunday morning. And my first thought was exactly what you're talking about was, I mean, what a Saturday. Saturday night, the fight is on. Bama is losing to A&M in a, in, in a dynamite ball game. Um, Nebraska is trading blows with Michigan. I mean, there were multiple college football gems on a day of baseball. The Red River overfloweth. Iowa, Penn State, full disclosure, I missed the second half because I had a Little League game to attend, but then I caught up with that one. I couldn't believe that Penn State somehow blew it until I learned that Clifford went out. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, what are we to talk about? Bills, Chiefs, where do we look here? The oh crazy call in, in extras in Fenway, the, the catcher winning it in extras in a postseason game in Fenway, the that deja vu of that, the no defense. How about the point that I just made about that LA, the Coliseum a couple of years ago, Spaghetti and I were at that one, Chiefs and uh, and Rams in that shootout. And was Browns Chargers on Sunday any worse than that gem was? Both of those in LA. I mean, well, you would put those on the short list I mean, of best regular season games you've ever watched, despite the fact zero defense. Like I say, this is, this is I mean, defenses in pro football tend to get their turn in the second half of pro football season. But as it stands now, it's crazy how bad every defense is. I'm, I don't even know what to start with. So Hench, I'll let you, uh, you make the choice where well, we start. I'm just today. laughing because correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Sal was at a Doobie brothers concert that's during right. the fight. Right. So, I mean, he's watching it on his phone, but that's no way to live. Um, you know, you know, O Black Water. How about O Black Fighter? Wouldn't you rather be watching uh, this oh. this incredible 
courageous effort by by a guy. <laughs> Spaghetti's cashing all his bets. Fury mm-hmm. goes down and wins. Like how often do heavyweights get knocked down and win the fight? Like just tremendous betting betting uh, advice. But you at a Little League game is worse than Sal at a Doobie Brothers concert because you're actually mm-hmm. watching a terrible sport. So you're watching terrible sports while great sports are being played, and you're just sitting there in an uncomfortable bleacher going like, vasectomy at 18. It's the only way to live your life. You got you to you think ahead. You got to think ahead. So this should be our advice. Definitely to spaghetti. We should go. We should have a GoFundMe for spaghetti's vasectomy because mm-hmm. goddamn it, spaghetti! If you don't do it, you're gonna fucking. You will face this. Sheck and I have been through it. Sal's been through it. You are you. You know, weddings. Weddings get scheduled on weekends. Like you miss. You are in transit. Like mm-hmm. someone will go, hey, where were you for the greatest football ever played? I was in a middle seat flying back from a fucking wedding of my college roommate. You know, because by the way, the bride doesn't give a shit that it's football season, right? Nothing, nothing ever gets scheduled around our needs. Um, so poor, poor, poor Sheck. It was crazy how many unprecedented things. In addition to the sheer volume of incredible athleticism that took place this weekend. How many TVs would you need to have? I was thinking about that also on Sunday morning. How many TVs would you rightly have? I mean, I'm 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 uh, impoverished, I guess, in uh, 2021 with only two screens to look at on Saturday night. I really did. I woke up and I thought to myself, unironically, I wasn't doing a bit for for my own brain. I was really thinking like. How's Sunday gonna gonna be able to live up to what Saturday just gave us? And I thought, oh, you know what? Uh, both Saturday and Sunday, Dave, your involvement in this is uh, sitting on the couch and watching it. <laughs> you're not you're not Braveheart needing to rally the countrymen to to see if uh, if if sport can can deliver once again for us. Either way, you'll just sit there and watch it. But but absolutely. Spaghetti, I hope you're listening. I hope you I hope your ears are open. Oh yeah, I want to have kids. It'll be great. Oh, the be- best thing ever happened to you and all that crap. Let me tell you something. Since you know, there are choices that have to be made, and they are not easy choices. Thank thank Jesus. Thank the sports gods above that this particular little league season happened to fall on Saturday games cuz I don't know what if they were on Sundays, what if they were up against Steelers games? I guess like Sal, Sal's you- been at games. Sal's had games on Sunday. Oh my God. And, and the other thing, Spaghetti, you know, Spaghetti we- also squeezed in the new James Bond movie. That's how free and easy his life is. I saw three oh. movies this weekend, three, oh James God. Bond, many saints and venom. And I still watch all the sports. Spaghetti. The other thing about your vasectomy is Eddie vasectomy. Uh, is you'll be able to afford you'll be able to afford way more TVs if you don't have kids. It solves two problems: no, no little fucking cute heads in front of the screen, and more screens. Uh, so, so get get those get 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 snipped. You'll be the youngest guy in the office when you go to get snipped. Uh, you'll explain to them, big sports fan. Well, you know what? It's funny you say that because maybe we could kill two birds with one stone uh, and one of those birds is your wiener or its ability to reproduce at least because, I mean, uh, heel of the heel of the year. You know, I pride myself on trying to be a, a good father to, to the uh, 
forget what do I have like four or six kids, whatever it is now. Um, I try to I try to be a good and and uh, present father to all of them. So I feel like a jackass when 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 my little guy, little football baby comes comes into the room so proud of his uh, of his new Halloween costume that he just picked up. He, it's the Gwim Weeple. He previously told me he wanted to be the Motowal. And I said, "What's the Motowal?" And he said, "The Motowal, you know, the Motowal. We wear that all black and he got that the thing on the, the with the sword at the end of the stick." And I'm like, Oh, the Grim Reaper. Like, yeah, the Grim Reaper. So finally, this is all paid off. He's now going to be the Grim Reaper. And he comes in, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you can you get out of here? Teddy B is trying to embarrass the steel curtain in the in the fourth quarter here. I can't I can't have this conversation right now. Maybe the Grim Reaper could could uh, could let take the Sith to to uh, your unmentionables and and fix you up so you don't have to deal with that in the future. Ghost of present of uh, of. Uh, of baby future, you see spaghetti. Oh my God. Well, imagine if Teddy B had converted and they made the two point conversion while the Gwim Weepo was standing there. That that kid would have gotten hit. Uh, the, uh, the I'll show you, Gwim Weepo. Get the fuck out of here! So you know, addition, you're sleeping outside tonight, Gwim Weepo. The, uh, the the high level of sports, but they're also, and I don't know how sports keeps doing this, right? Because we all saw it last week. We we're like, wait, you can punt the ball twice? Like we all sat there watching the double punt and then going, well, obviously that's going to get flagged. And then, you know, so so the 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 was it Ram Seahawks? Yeah. That so so uh the, the that Rams was like gonna, three years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know, so so you're like, okay, and then it's like the announcers don't know. They bring in the ref. He do- clearly doesn't know. The guys get together in the field. They have no idea. It's like, it stands. It's like, yeah, that's cool. And we're like, oh, we all learn. Oh, you can punt twice. <laughs> okay. Somebody should figure out, can you, you can punt it like a lateral. You could punt it to your other punter. He could punt it because the deep back will come up once chaos ensues. Anyway, then this weekend, we see. Two we have things. no choice. Yes, we have no choice but to genuflect the sports here. That's what uh, yes. minus three okay. is and all so about. But it is. Go seen. ahead. I, I think the point okay. you're going to make so is I'll let you make things, your point. Two things. No, we definitely there are probably more. I mean, obviously, the, we'll talk about the field goals. But two things we've definitely never seen. The ball hits the wall. Hunter Renfro spastically goes after it. It hits Hunter Renfro. The guy's going to score standing up like the ball. The guy is going to be in the dugout before the ball is at the cutoff, man. And uh, and it's like they get together and they're like, yes. So that's a ground rule double two bases from. Oh, two bases from where he was. No, two bases from where he was when the ball was pitched. What? Like, so everyone goes, they got the rule right. And you're like. Oh, if that's the rule, then like the double punt, it's a stupid fucking rule. Like they, I, everyone takes like, they're like, Hey, they got it right. Well, that's not, we still need to be mad. I mean, obviously Red Sox fan, I'm not mad, but I do hate bullshit, terrible rules. Um, and when the team that fucks up benefits, Hey, we got our punt blocked. We have way better field position than we would have if we hadn't had our punt blocked. Hey, I spastically booted the ball into the bullpen. That's okay. That's going to work out great for you. The other thing we'd never seen was the Chargers very smartly, even though Vizcaino, no, no guarantee that he was going to make that little chip shot. But they're like, look, the new, the new NFL is 
do not leave any time on the clock, like the new NFL. So Eckler is doing the, the baby steps, and the Browns just carry him into the end zone. Never seen it before. Never seen it. We've seen teams let a guy score, you know, which is definitely more and more going to be the strategy. Let that guy score. We've seen, uh, you know, Bradshaw in the Super Bowl kind of like not want to score, but kind of want to score, you know, like that thing. But we've never just seen a defense go. Oh, no, Terry scoring. always wanted this. Oh, you mean Ahmad, right? I'm sorry. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. yeah. We're you're, we're like you're scoring, uh, and we're getting the ball back. And Eckler's like, I'm helpless. I'm, I'm I've been I've been lifted into the end zone, picked up off the ground, like he's then, uh, like he's uh, Ceh getting lugged off the field on Sunday Night Football. You're exactly right. And I literally have I, I actually typed that down so I could make that statement. I generally we I, I think you and me hench tend to freeform it, but I actually wanted to make that exact point. That is the greatness of sports. Unlike anything else, I mean, I know they attempt to capture the same thing, the human condition with reality shows and everything else, but to a lesser effect with those dullards. Sports always provides, I don't know how it does it, things you've never seen before. How is it possible everything under the sun hasn't happened, you know, three dozen times at this point, and yet every time... What a classic weekend in part because of that. And I hesitate to get into the officiating because the cherry on top of the glorious weekend was the extended rain delay in Arrowhead. And then the game is extended even further on both sides by atrocious, unnecessary yellow flags thrown all over the place. I'm not going to let it put a damper on the good times. I do want to say, though, I hope you play along with us. Extrapoints.com. The arcade is how you play up against the likes of Kevin Hanch, Eddie Spaghetti, Cousin Sal, everybody else. And by the way, a bunch of those everybody else's are going to get together with me and Eddie Spaghetti tonight to preview a little NHL hockey season. Um, the puck is about to be dropped on Tuesday. We're going to break it down for you. Look for that on where, Eddie Spaghetti? Extra Points YouTube channel? I think we're going to put a the video on YouTube. I think also we'll be releasing podcast format. Uh, I believe either on the minus three feed or against all odds feed. Um, but it will be out to you, like you said, uh, Monday night to prepare for uh, puck drop. Looking forward to that. Oh hey, my goodness! Know, Can you uh, imagine? Now we're going to inject some puck into this right, and right. eighty-seven. Hey, listen, I'm just telling you, eighty-seven's about to play. Excited. It's exciting. Everyone's Look, everyone's excited about about football. Like, don't bum everyone out with the hockey. Come you're on. you're going on and on about oh. dumb baseball. Like yeah, anybody cares listen, about that. Hey, so nobody responds to my emails, uh, you know. And obviously, I'm 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 not I'm I'm trying to have a measured tone with Toby. But like, I, I God bless our listeners. But I don't give a fuck how they do in the standings in the arcade. I want to beat you guys. I know I had a terrible <laughs> week. I had a terrible week this week, so maybe it's good that there's no record. I can't find a record. Am I navigating it wrong? I just want to see the standings of us, of, of you know, all of our under 500 records and who's the dumbest, and I can't find it anywhere. And then Toby's like, well, on Because that doesn't exist where Damashek's concerned. Damashek, it's, I told you, once we get to October, that's when Damashek starts heating up. That's when Damashek starts to right, divine okay. what's right. going down in pro football. Don't you see that, Hench? Don't you see? Just Terrific. get on board. Don't Eddie, push back. We're going to get these standings at some point where I can click on Tuesday morning and see uh, how I'm doing against, uh, you know, the parlay kid and the guy. Right. I, I think eventually we'll have that av uh, availability on the website. Um, I know in the meantime, I could definitely try to track down those numbers for you. Because uh, they're at the bottom those. of our little graphic, right? Every yeah. Week. 
So they exist, but anyway. All right. Hey, explain to me, though, about that Red Sox play, because I don't want to go on and on about it, because, uh, like I say, I think people care much more about pro football than they do about uh, that, and I do want to hear Eddie Spaghetti's explanation, because it's inevitably true that Bama is going to be a factor by, at worst, for their sake, the SEC championship game. I think that's almost unavoidable, right, Eddie Spaghetti? We would have to assume that the Tide will show up for the remainder of its regular season games. Ergo, they're going to play Georgia, right? Uh, well, I mean, unless, unless Georgia loses one and then SEC beats what, Kentucky? I get, I get the divisions confused there. The, the, well, either way, Bama's going to be a factor. Well, then hopefully they'll lose because, I, I mean, three more no. losses and they really might not get into the final four. No, not time. hopefully. <laughs> we don't We don't want them to lose. You want, you want the best teams there. Losing once does not mean you're not the best team. Sorry. I mean, I I think you're going a little too far now, Spaghetti. Wait, now you want Bama. So if they lose, they're still one of the best teams and they still need to be in, even if they lose again? If, if I won, lost Alabama, wins out and wins the, the SEC title game, I have zero problem with them being in the playoff. That's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, that's, that's fair. fair. But then okay. do you send Georgia? If, they, if, if Bama beats Georgia in the SEC title game, does Georgia then, are they owed one of those other three slots? A one-loss Georgia you talking yeah. about? Yeah, if they lose to Bama, who lost, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yes, both yeah, both of them deserve it. If they have one you can make the argument that Georgia is the best team in the country, which I've been saying for months now that Georgia. Well, what if they been? lose to another team, then they're not the best team anymore. If they That's lose head to head to somebody, how could they be the best team? We should wait for these results to come in, and then we'll discuss it. Okay. Um, a result that's already in the book, though, is that you guys and Sal are have have all. I don't understand why, and I'm in the minority, and that's a comfortable spot for me to be in. I don't care. More people watched Two and a Half Men than uh, than The Simpsons, so I, I don't mind being in the minority on uh, on things like that. I just I I don't understand the logic you're attempting to apply, but I know that I'm it's so simple. I mean. Okay. One school, the school that you want, the school you're parading, Cincinnati's, their top win is against a Notre Dame team that's been rotating three different quarterbacks. Their second best victory will be versus Southern Methodist University. Meanwhile, Alabama and Georgia are playing the best of the best of the best. So if they slip up one time, I'm not going to hold it against them in a long season. It, it makes no sense. Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt. I know we're not. I know. I know that. I know that we don't necessarily, as a nation, uh, embrace uh, democracy anymore, but. Don't we, I mean, isn't that how the political system works too? Like you don't get to be in the general election if you don't win your primary. Isn't that what conference play is, Hench? Yeah, but if Georgia and Alabama both have one loss, everybody knows they're better they're better than an undefeated Cincinnati team. So I mean, what the hell does that mean? Everybody knows. What does that mean? Everybody knows. That's that's such a unsatisfying. It's all going to be solved with the additional teams. Uh, But uh, when they add them, okay, let's get back to the, to, to the, the American pastime. Okay. What do you want to talk about? I, to me, the chief slide even though you called I, it, you even though I called it, right? They're going to be at best now four and three because they go DC. They now they go to our nation's capital to play Washington, and you assume that they'll take care of business there. But you know, this time of year, what if it's all rainy and everything, and it and it tees up the pass rush that hasn't really been great for Washington this year? But 
it's not implausible. And then they catch Tennessee in Nashville. The way Derrick Henry, I'll tell you what I have not been right about, is that Derrick Henry's wheels are going to come off at some point. I mean, at when, when is this going to happen already? How can they just continue to feed this guy over and over and over again? Earl Campbell, I think the wheels had come off by this well, point in his career. I mean, this guy's taking a beating year, week in and week out, year in uh, and year out. I can't imagine what goes he's on. He's administering a beating. That's why he, the, the wheels aren't falling off. They're falling off defenders. Um, by the way, your beloved uh, fantasy fantasy that you will not let go of, keepers, 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 keepers. We got to do keepers. We got to do keepers. Well, uh, you'll be happy to know that Sal and his $1 Josh Allen that he got to keep and his and his whatever Alvin Kamara – and and his Derrick Henry, he's going to score 200 points this week. He's he's going to the, the league is already not interesting because Sal's 100 points better than everybody else because keepers is fucking stupid. And if you take a one dollar flyer on a Josh Allen, who's projected to be a, the 17th QB overall and he becomes better than Mahomes, well, then your fantasy season is not interesting anymore. So congratulations. Your idea is in is working in the lab terrifically. Sal's going to crush us for the second year running, and uh, and then he can keep uh, keep. No one keep. cares about the USFL. Haven't you learned? Uh, the XFL uh, doesn't exist anymore for a good, good reason. Good beta test dumb. for your your terrible idea. Well, my um, team is my team lost uh, the greatest shame of all lost to Randy's this weekend. Uh, I, that that's inside baseball. But if you followed uh, our our okay. league at all online, with, well, uh, you'll be happy to know. Okay, we're watching football, and I got to say the advantage of going to a location with many, many screens is when the Bengals Packers, Vikings Lions, and Patriots Texans are all kicking game-winning field goals at the precise moment. It does not matter how your dexterity of jumping around or your red zone or whatever. Like this, these are all happening simultaneously and I, of course, went to the Patriots as a Patriot fan. It was the chippiest chip shot of the bunch. They happened so simultaneously that I was like, what happened in the other ones? And they're like, somebody's like, the Vikings won. The big, whichever, whichever miss it was in the Packers Bengals, they missed. And uh and and on and on it went. But at the warehouse watching football, you'll be happy to know that the guy you lost to in fantasy. Biggest Giants fan in the world besides uh, Eddie Spaghetti. I, I turned to ask him after D Danny Dimes is is out on his feet. I turned to ask him who the Giants backup quarterback is because I genuinely don't know who their backup quarterback is. He's sound asleep. He's just asleep. <laughs> biggest, <laughs> biggest Giants fan in the world. Oh, my God. That's a huge play. Huge implications. He's hurt. Oh, you're sound asleep. Maybe not as big a, big a Giants fan as I thought you were. Sound asleep. Well, yeah, and the Saquon. Now, yeah, that was a sad bloodbath for uh, for Jinx fans watching hell. that. One. That Holy was terrible. Man. The Cowboys. Let's see if we can get through the headlines because that's the point of Monday. And by the way, I didn't even mention the fact we flipped things a little bit this week. We have Hench joining us today, as your ears have already found out, because later in the week we are going to be talking about all manner of pro football with uh, with one of the best in the biz out there. Our Palmina Kimes is joining us in advance of a 7v7 duel for the ages. Roethlisberger v. Geno Smith. Seasons hanging in the balance almost legitimately. I think 
it's fair to say the Seahawks probably are not going to be able, able to string together too many wins with Geno Smith, but a big one at hand for, for the Steelers and their fan base. Bummer about Juju Smith-Schuster out for the rest of the season, perhaps out of a Steelers uniform for the rest of his life because the way things track, you assume he'll probably get a free agent deal. We'll see how all that shakes out. An important win for Pittsburgh in the sense that, you know, one in four it's getting away from you there but as i as i foretold sal said you can't bet the parlay it would be 10 to 1 that it would come through i i said browns and bengals will lose steelers will win and things won't look so grim to uh to uh black and gold enthusiasts come monday morning and here we sit um, with that being true, I also told you that the Chargers would vanquish the Browns. That was an easy breezy pick, obviously. Nothing got in the way of that one coming to pass. I think, how do you stack them up, fellas, in the AFC? I go Chargers one, and I know people are, are beating up the defense because they can't stop the run. I, listen, there are no flawless teams in the age of free agency in the here and now. The disparity, as a side note, with Vizcaino to Justin Tucker, if that's the scale, is the, is the range of kicker in pro football greater than the range of QB, starting QB at this point? Because it's crazy that I, it's an, a, a recurring point. You and I, Hench, have talked about that uh, for at least a decade now. Justin Tucker and the Ravens as they go into their game against the Colts tonight, and I want to get your picks on that. The... How where would the Ravens be as a franchise? How would we perceive them? We always they're a perennial playoff contender and everything else. But how much of that is owed to Justin Tucker when you consider league median kicker? How much worse would they be if they just had an average, you know, middle of the pack kicker? It's 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 hard to fathom. And I think kind of the takeaway spiritually or whatever, if you're a long suffering Chargers fan is, boy, we ain't the Chargers anymore. Our kicker blew it. That was an obvious law. Another heartbreaker. That in part, a, we still are the Chargers. That part, we're still we're still the Chargers. Our I kicker, know, but they were playing the Browns, so I guess it was uh, what's the opposite of the unmovable object in the unstoppable force. Those were two teams force. jinxed. Um, yeah. Well, I would say, I mean, I don't know how you come away from yesterday and don't have the Bills as the number one team in the AFC. Uh Especially when you consider, and I, I got I got a Bills jersey on spaghetti and a Fred Smurla sig on uh, Sheck's under Sheck's beautiful mug. But uh, I looked at those, you know, the AFC East. I'm like, oh, I'm familiar with these standings. Only it's the Patriots and three shitty teams. That's been 20 years for me. Where I at week five, I go, oh right, first round bye. Oh right, of course. What was I worried about? These teams all suck. And we get to play them twice. Bills and minus eighteen hundred. The Patriots now there at a distant plus twelve hundred to you know, take the East. It's, it's, I'm not closing the. I know you'll think I'm crazy, and you're, you're obsessively crazy. hate watching them. I'm sure as they if they have to rally against Davis Mills and the Texans to win. I call me loco or or somebody who suffers from Stockholm syndrome after twenty years of Belichick and Brady, and it the further away we get from it, and including even Sunday night in Foxborough two Sundays ago when Bre Belichick almost did beat him, it's becoming clearer and clearer that it was Brady more than it was Belichick. I don't know if if, if I, I, we don't need to get into that conversation. I do though say 
let's hold off on the Bills until we see them play Belichick. Because I do think he's the one guy who knows how to frustrate or capable of frustrating Josh Allen. That's the the last thing I need to see before okay. I say the Bills, yes. Because for, well, right now, the Chargers, they can't stop the run. I feel relatively confident that they're not going to see a run attack like they just saw from Cleveland. Overall, that's the most complete team in my book. But continue, Hedge. Well, I just think if you look at the the teams in their divisions, the Bills have the easiest path to the first round by. Fair. So, you know, mathematically, that has to give them a big edge. But I, I will say this, and we can we can do a few uh, best bets, even though we're not heading into the weekend. Um, that Cowboys line with at New England, minus four, the only way you're going to beat the Cowboys is in a shootout. The only way. Like, and there is no way that Patriots offense is going to go – toe-to-toe with that Cowboys offense and hang with them. That Cowboys offense is elite and, and versatile. They do. There's nothing they don't do well. And um, the, the Patriots, you know, have, have a, a promising pea shooter at QB and they, you know, they can, they can pick up third and four, but like, I, I don't see them. So I think that minus four is going to go up. So even though we're doing this early, it's like get on that now. I agree I with that, you that they right that, that that's you're right. Close at five and a half. So get that get that point and a half now. Um, I know, but also too again Stockholm syndrome or otherwise, Belichick doesn't get blown out. When do the Patriots ever take a whipping? They they just don't. So that the more that number goes up, I'm with you. Four is attractive. When it gets up uh, near a touchdown, though, then you got to okay. back off. What 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 other, evidence is there that anybody ever goes into, especially at the, the Foxborough? The other game over. that's coming up on us a little faster, and we and it's actually because we usually do this on Thursday, so it's pointless to we don't get to pick the Thursday game basically. Um, but we can pick the Thursday game this week. Let's these these poor fucking Eagles. I don't know what the Eagles did to God, but you uh, one, two, and three in the NFL in total yards. Cowboys, Buccaneers, Chiefs, one, two, three. So you're like, well, there's no way we would have to play these three. We're in we're we're in the NFC East. There's no way we could have to play these teams. One of those teams is the NFC East. Then we're going to play this team, and then so Thursday. The Eagles coming off an impressive win at, at uh, not for real Carolina. Um, they get the Bucks on a short week, and it's like, oh my God, that line is seven. And the Eagles are not designed to hang with these. Like they hung with the Chiefs for a while. They even they, th- that Cowboys game was even competitive for a little while, but like they're just not built to score forty. And the Bucks and Chiefs and Cowboys. Uh, do score 40 and Brady with his first 400 yard five touchdown performance of his career because we all have our best game at 44 that's standard so I just like I I mean even though that number is huge uh, for a road favorite I I cannot see the Eagles keeping it within a score I do think let's you know what let's jump into it but I do want to say with that game um, or, or or with the weekend so many shiny things to react to. So much uh, uh, exciting suspense in the final moments and then beyond into overtime or extra innings and otherwise. And a, a game you could almost barely pay attention. I, I suspect very few paid much attention to Tampa and Miami getting it on there in, in a blowout. But I think that we have to keep our eye on the prize. I keep saying it. 
Spaghetti said it in the week before the season. What are we talking? I mean, we, we we can swoon over the Bills and and Justin Herbert versus Patrick Mahomes and is Herbert passed him and oh Dak Prescott MVP maybe I don't know. I mean the Buccaneers. This this went ends up there, right? Doesn't it wind up with Brady? I mean this is crazy that they go Godwin and Mike Evans. And, oh, by the way, Antonio Brown. It just is crazy and a loaded-up defense that'll get right by the by November, December. Let's jump into that game and pick it, though. FanDuel wants you to get the most out of every NFL game day. That's why they're giving you uh, a $10 risk-free bet every week. Get it on Thursday night. Same game parlay with three legs or more. Hench, I think you're going to take the Buccaneers laying the seven, right? That's one For leg sure. right there. For sure. Um, no Gronk means that Antonio Brown gets a little more attention. Um, obviously, who is, you know, who's got the weakest a DB on him is where Brady's going to go with the ball. He is ruthless in that regard. He just will attack the same spot over and over again. You know, uh, what to make of the Eagles secondary, who's going to be that weak link in, in how they line up. Let's take a flyer because we didn't call his name. This past Sunday, let's go with Chris Godwin to get into the end zone anytime touchdown there and uh, round it out there, Eddie Spaghetti. Give us one more. Yep. Um, I, I love the Buccaneers in this one. I just don't think the Jalen Hurts scramble offense is going to work with the defense that has that much uh, talent on it. Um, I did like your uh, Chris Godwin anytime touchdown score at plus 105. Um, another one that I'll put in there. I mean, I think Jalen Hurts will score at some point rushing in if it's a goal line thing. So I could add him to it plus 150 as well. Um, another guy that I like too uh, in an emergency, he did score a touchdown this past week with the Bucs. He's healthy and he's a, you know, Tom Brady loves his third down running backs who can catch the ball. Gio Bernard being healthy again. He's plus 300 anytime touchdown score. I think Brady's going to target him uh, quite a bit going forward now that he's uh, back in the lineup. Good call. Bet it. Fan duel. There's a reason it's number one in all the land. The fast payouts, the great site, and fun bets like this one. The same game parlay. Get in on it, and we'll see you in the winner circle. And make sure you bet it at fanduel.com slash minus three. Help your pals out here. We're toilet after all. The word minus the number three is how you do that. And we thank you for it. And like I say, enjoy the money we just delivered to you. Now, Hench. Give us a Monday night pick here. The Ravens at home in Elway Bowl, whatever. I always love to point this as my one of my favorite NFLs. If when the Colts and the Ravens play each other, of course, if John Elway in 1983, as he's coming out of Stanford, signs when the Baltimore Colts draft him, they have a good enough season that the fan engagement is greater is great enough that Ursay doesn't move the team to Indianapolis, who is seeking a pro football team at the time. So now there is still that vacancy with the shiny new dome down there in Indianapolis. Art Modell can't move the team to Charm City because the Colts never left there. So instead, Modell moves them down to the Hoosier State, they land in Indianapolis, and because he can't name the team after a local author's character, the Raven, in Edgar Allan Poe, he instill go, instead goes with a Kurt Vonnegut character, and he names them after Billy Pilgrim, and it's the Indianapolis Pilgrims we're watching. How say you? Uh, I do think it's funny that, um, you know, obviously the, that Colts fans rightfully enraged when the Mayflower moving vans move out and then uh, and they go, hey, do you want this city's team? 
Yeah, no problem. We'll take the like you're doing exactly. Don't you see you're doing exactly to those brown. It is fans. right. That's exactly right. Like, There's no fine. shame. That's fine. That's fine. We're you're like you're you're guilty of exactly what you're furious about. We'll take it. No problem. Also, I you know what? It's weird. I never put two and two together that they took the Mayflower and that uh, that enhances the Pilgrims name Ooh, that nice, they could yes. have had. But right, I always say if they had honor in Baltimore, they would have uh, they wouldn't have been the Ravens or anything else. They would be the Baltimore Purples because that's what they they have. That's the Browns team. That's the Cleveland football team that turned around and won the Lombardi with Ray Lewis and Jonathan Ogden right after they after they ditch uh, poor Cleveland. But um Eddie, have you uh, have you read Slaughterhouse Five? Ooh, that might have been assigned to me in school. Now doesn't mean you I read actually- it. I was just going to say now, did I actually read it? I'm not <laughs> certain about that. That might have been a Spark Notes job. It's pretty uh, It's pretty short. It almost is a Spark Notes. I mean, it's not much longer than the, than the Cliff Notes, but uh, Billy Pilgrim and So It Goes. Um, that, that That's a good one for you, Spaghetti. You should, you should read that one. Oh, Vonnegut's uh, almost like, always great. I don't yeah. know why. I have no idea why. And, you know, by the way, I just want to say for the record, I don't know if this happens to you guys. You know, sometimes you look at the slated games and you go, I got a pretty good feel on this. I got a pretty, I feel like I, I, got a I, I had on this this week. week. Yeah, I had and this I, weekend. I looked at these games and I was like, I have no feel, huh. you know, I had, I was like, I just didn't have any feel for it. And tonight really exemplifies that where I'm like, I'm on the Colts. I think I picked them in both my picks leagues, taking the points. And then I'm just like imagining, I was like thinking about Carson Wentz and how like he was going to win the MVP. He was going to be the MVP of the NFL kind of by a lot. He goes down with a catastrophic injury and we're so conditioned to, Hey, this guy had a catastrophic injury. I guess he'll be exactly the same in a year. Like we're kind of conditioned to that level of Adrian Peterson bounce back now that clearly just never the same, just never the same. And you know, whether you're like, well, he doesn't have to break contain as much and he doesn't really, he's a professional athlete whose body clearly is betraying him um, post-catastrophic injury. That said, I don't know why, but I like that Colts defense. and I, I do think, too. I know. And I think it's an ugly game. The Ravens seem to play kind of ugly games. Um, so that that's a big number, and I'm, I'm on the Colts in both my picks leagues and doing terribly in both picks leagues. I think so, I did pretty well in my picks this week in uh, in pro football. Um yeah, I'm on the Ravens on in the arcade, but I always reserve. Sal gave me the business for changing my pick. I can't help it. You made me do my picks three days before the game. It's right before kickoff that uh, that the bet matters. I had the Ravens. I think I'm going to take the – well, I will take the Colts here for the record, uh, plus seven in Charm City there. Um, not applying any of Harry's ridiculous um, Pete Axelm Academy of irrelevant gambling tips as he did with the uh, with the Bengals and Packers. The last three times they played, the this game has gone over. Yeah, well, you've already invoked 1983. <laughs> how'd they do? How'd they do? I'm that just talking year? about team branding. That's all. That's all oh, I'm know, getting I into know. there. I love. I saw that <laughs> segment. It was so funny. Harry's <laughs> going. Uh, one of those games was in 2009. Why, why do we care zero, that that one went over? Players on the roster. I gave him. A, I gave him a new nickname. He's like, and then he like tries to get philosophical in his response on social media. Does Harry, and he shoots back with something. It doesn't matter most of the time until it does. And uh, so I named him uh, Hoagie Barra. 
Um, cause he's, you know, cause he's a man of a certain carriage. I thought it was cute. Oh, um, hey, uh, wait, I had a, I had a, uh, a th- oh, 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 I know what I wanted to talk about. So, you know, I, I made my picks and I think I did it. I know I, I gave some execrable advice, uh, on this pr- program, ex- unless the Red Sox, uh, prevail. That was a good, that was a good bet. Um, although I, I think Rays are now plus 215 to win the series, which is attractive. Um, but I – so I, I don't know if I said it here, but I definitely – I picked the Raiders as my as my double down. I just thought, you know, uh, you got no David Montgomery. The, you know, the, the Raiders, you know, they, they move the ball. And like, you know, I was like, so it's so like five and a half. Okay. And then the and then the Gruden thing happened. You know, I'm already I'm already like it doesn't matter what I'm. That's what why I'm I flipped thinking. to the Bears yeah, for real. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm like for real. So you're like so the Gruden thing happens, and you know I, I'm listening to the story and reading the the email, and I'm thinking um, this is only going to hurt the Raiders if any of Gruden's players are black or in the union. <laughs> <laughs> and how did it turn out? Were they? I was like, yeah. So, okay. First of all, there's really, there's, you know, and I mean, look, it was weird watching Dungy and Tarico, uh And not Drew Brees, by the way. Did you notice that? Yeah. Let's yeah. just frame so, Drew out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he didn't need Drew to be out. here. So, so Tarico and Dungy, it's like, we're going to, you know, we're we're gonna try to instantaneously rehabilitate this guy, and I, of course, I don't think, you know, there's so many levels, there's so many definitions of of racism, obviously, and like I don't think any of us think that that uh, you know, John Gruden's gonna show up in a in a photo with Mitch McConnell, but in front of the stars and bars at the CCC rally, but the thing where Tarico's like, I worked with that guy for seven years, I never heard him say. Yeah, that's how it works, Mike. That's fucking how it works. There's not a lot of that when the brother is in the room. Yeah, you you guys you guys should know how this works. And so anyway, I didn't uh, love Dungy announcing that it's time to move on. All right, yeah. you're, you're you don't get the you don't get to set the the tone for the conversation going forward. You don't get to yeah. decree what well, everybody he else. Said he's not, he said he's not a racist. So I've taken him at his word, and it's like, uh, okay, well, yeah. Uh, the, the Trump campaign told us that meeting was about uh, Russian adoption policy. Just got to take them at their word. Got to move on. What, what, why? It's, a, it's, a, it's an obvious lie. It's an obviously a, a racist statement in writing that he sent in an email. Okay. But the other part Punching of Punching up it, at the commish is not equivalent either. It's like, wow, right. that, that was just one of the uh, unfortunate yeah. remarks. No, and it's funny that that, that he, he felt like, like I'm going to – here's how I'm going to cleanse myself by saying I also took a shot at the commission because the other thing that nobody's really reporting on because, of course, the racism is – you know, tr- you know nobody can get off race and race is the clickbait and race is what everyone wants to hear. But the other little thing is, that, that is like, uh, oh, yeah, guys, just so you know. Every coach in the NFL hates your fucking union. Every coach in the NFL feels hamstrung by the fact that you guys want to get paid. Every, you know, Urban Meyer right now is just figuring out how much better his life was when the players didn't get paid. And so they don't want you to get market value. They want 
they want to win Super Bowls and you saying I should get paid this much is an impediment to so so what Gruden is saying there is I'm anti-union. I'm against your union. That's that when I when whether it's you know racist, which obviously it is, but it's like really what I hate is that and he even say, he even used Gene Upshaw's name. I miss the good old days when Gene Upshaw would get a fucking terrible deal for the players in every negotiation. Those were the good old days. And that's the reality. Um, you know, Bill Belichick's like, get lost. I'm not, you're, you're, you're problematic for me and my salary cap. These guys do not want players to have financial security. They don't care about their, their uh, physical well-being beyond their tenure with their teams. That's the true part. I think that's true of the, that may be true of the league. I don't know that that applies to individual coaches. I wouldn't uh, just off the top of my head thinking uh, on the banks of the three rivers. I don't think Mike Tomlin. I think coach, that coach Tomlin would coach Tomlin would be an exception of course, but, but, but I, I, they, I hear you. I think Gene Upshaw and, and Demora Smith there. I, I I've talked with obviously a lot more players than I have with coaches or uh, team executives about this. It is a weird, but I, the, the paradox without, I don't think anybody, I don't know how many people care about uh, this side of it, but it, it is unsatisfying if you're a player. It's the most dangerous sport by a ton and you're the least, uh, you, you're getting the the, the lowest uh, percentage of guaranteed loot. Some of that is owed to the size of the rosters versus say a basketball uh, roster. Um, but also it's owed to the physical attrition of the sport. They're like, why am I going to pay guaranteed money if you could hurt your knee next week and then you never play another game and I'm still into you for, yeah. for 25 million. That's I get the, I, need, I get the push and pull of it. Money. I, that's why I need my money to be guaranteed. Right. Exactly. I'm probably right. going to get hurt next week. So, I mean, obviously the NFL is always rolling in it. They're rolling in it. That's and that's when the you, point. That that when you it's all stadiums. it's all like I get where you're coming from, billionaire owner. Except that you're a billionaire and becoming more and more in the black because of the players. You're 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 not losing money. This is not a kind of a gamble like it is with owning an NHL team or something like that in 2021. You are guaranteed to make heaps and heaps of loot. So what Gruden is saying in that email is like I have a problem with the guy who's advocating for his players, for his union. And I wish it was more like the old days when Gina Upshaw was in on the grift. That is, that's, that's what he's saying. And uh, so, I mean, it's funny. I go back and forth on Chucky in terms of his shtick, you know, and sometimes I'm like, enough already. And then I'm like, oh, that's kind of delightful. You know, like, he, you know, I go back and forth, but um you know, and I don't know what he's supposed to do. Uh, I do think it's it's sort of ridiculous to to pretend there's no there's nothing racial about that statement. Seems sort of insulting to 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 everybody. Um, you know, I don't know what you do. Uh, I do think like maybe a game, maybe a little suspension. I I do get that it's a tough spot. He's not in the league when he, when he does that, it's insulting and, and all of that uh, undeniably, but it is a weird precedent. Like we're going to go back 10 years when you weren't an employee of the league of a team and we're going to suspend you for that. That's, you know, uh, 
I'm not being Pollyanna by saying that. I don't think. I, what, what are they going to do? You're, you're going to go back through everybody's life and and um, hit them up on well, that I stuff. Said, it's funny. Uh, what what what's 89's name? Edwards. Yeah. I was like, you know, there are just these moments where you're like, well, the team's going to tell us how they feel. The team's going to let us know over the next 60 minutes how they feel. And he dropped a fucking like, I mean, literally flipping you my car keys from five feet away. I mean, this ball was coming in so gently, no one around him. And he dropped it. I'm like, oh, he seems preoccupied, you know, and there were there were a couple pointed no comments. So maybe maybe the the real uh, punishment is not the suspension, but uh, going six and 11 <laughs> with a. With an angry roster. Well, we'll see what happens with the Raiders. You know, I, it was it was a very fun story. You know, we we're you know personally uh, we love uh, David Carr and have gotten to know uh, members of his family, so it's easy for us to root for for Derek Carr's success. I, you know, the Las Vegas Raiders twenty twenty one are going to hang for the full season with the Chargers and the Chiefs. That always has felt unlikely. So let's talk about. Who's for real? And as best we can here, try to seed out the AFC. Because I find it legit five weeks in, still waiting to see what the Ravens do with the Colts um, on Monday night. I think we're starting to see who's for real here. There's a giant, there's a cavernous difference between the Bills. We can debate who's best of, of that class. But Browns, Chargers, Bills, and Chiefs. And I'm going to still keep the Chiefs in there. Those are the four best teams. Do we agree on that on the AFC side? And then there's a giant drop off or well, are you so down I, I, on the chiefs and where they are defensively? No, no, and they no. suck. I, I they we'll, suck I, on defense. Uh, the crazy thing about last night's game was, you know, Mahomes threw 10 bounce passes. That 10. is, I, I was, as I was saying that out loud, I was texting with, I'm going to, I'm going to name drop an A-list football man, Mr. Jeff Schwartz who I, I didn't understand the 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 glancing shot he took at me by saying, Damashek called the AFC West, but I don't want to inflate his ego. I texted him immediately when I saw that uh, this morning, and I said, do you think you know anybody who dislikes themselves more than I dislike myself? My gigantic ego. What are you talking about? Anyway, um, I then texted him that. It's, it's the opposite of the Pittsburgh Steelers, because I have to turn everything back to, to the Steelers here. The Steelers, for all the for all the hand-wringing on the banks of the Three Rivers and otherwise about uh, Ben Roethlisberger is old. Yeah, no shit, he's old. We know, we, we get the story. It's not his arm, he can't move, and that's a bad formula when, he, when the offensive line in front of him can't block. But they're getting it together. He's thrown some nice passes. Um, the receivers are catching it at least a little bit more. The real culprit here is when you're built around the defense, when you're supposed to win games on the strength of the defense, and I can make excuses, well, Devin Bush went out, Stephon Tewitt hasn't been out there all year, so on and so forth. When you still have Cam Hayward and TJ Watt and Melvin Ingram and Alex Highsmith and Joe Hayden and Minka Fitzpatrick, you must get stops in, in pro football. That is your advantage over all these high-octane offenses. They're the culprit. That's why the Steelers are in trouble because Derek Carr got him with Henry Ruggs and otherwise. As I quipped hilariously, it's the equivalent of the Golden State Warriors losing games because Steph Curry misses all of his three-pointers. If that's your strength, then you have to do that. Same but opposite with the Chiefs. The Chiefs, yeah, their defense sucks. They can't stop anybody on the ground. They're bad. 
But Patrick Mahomes looked crummy, and that's what I said to Shorts, and he said, that's absolutely right. This excuse about the defense is hiding the fact that I don't think anybody's figured Mahomes out or otherwise. He just hasn't played well um, for, well, for stretches you, this it's, season. It's, it's interesting, you know. Um, so Brady obviously is, is alone uh, on Goat Mountain. But, you know, so Brady has you know, put up and just added to this crazy number of rings. And then there are all these guys that, you know, these young Turks lined up to, to come for the crown. And I think we all thought the same thing when the Legion of Boom and Russell Wilson blew out the Broncos in that Super Bowl. It's like, well, Russell Wilson's going to have three rings five years from now. Like this, he's incredible. And this team is, is just built to last. Like that Seattle team, you're like, they're, go- they're just going to go. They're going to go to multiple Super Bowls and win multiple Super Bowls. Fucking zero, nothing. Mm-hmm. And then when Shaq, when you and I watched the, you know, Mahomes lead the comeback against the Niners in that Super Bowl, it had that same erroneous feel where you're like, well, this is the beginning of Mahomes reeling in Brady and maybe it'll end up 6-5. Nope. Brady added another one, beat you, Mahomes, in the Super Bowl. Now we're accumulating a body of very similar to the Seahawks' immediate regression from the victory in the Super Bowl, where it's like, okay, Belichick figured out Mahomes for a half. Um, The Bucs figured out Mahomes for a whole game. Now we're seeing multiple teams going into Arrowhead and containing him. So it's like, obviously don't let Tyreek take the top off the defense. They're, they're, they're doing something to Kelsey besides concussing him at the end uh, on, a, on an unnecessary hit. But the Chiefs looked very figured out last night. They looked very solid. Well, to give Schwartz uh, his due, that's the thing he identified before anybody else, I think, or first uh, who said it to me, that, you know, that's a uh, talk about uh, a nice problem to have. Like, Mahomes only has Tyree Kill, the fastest player in the history of people, um, and and the 1A or maybe even the number one jumping pass ground tight end in the history of people as well to throw the ball to. Who's the third receiver there? It's like, well, I think a lot of teams would be happy to have that problem, but it is legitimately, and you see Mahomes trying to jam the ball into those guys, and more disconcerting was him skipping those passes. I, I absolutely watch it. Like, what? Boy, is it, nobody because it is Collinsworth. I think is the tastemaker in a lot of ways. I think the majority of people who watch football, who consider themselves humongous pro football fans, probably get their opinions from Collinsworth more than they realize they do. He's on Sunday Night Football. He caps the whole week and everything else. And so when he uh, recklessly just shoots out like. The difference, well, let me, I, I gotta tell you, the difference between the Bills and everybody else is they can they can sh- score with the Chiefs and nobody else can. It's like, did did you see uh, the game ninety minutes ago in L.A., man? I think the Browns and Chargers might be able to keep up with them. And more evidence for that is the Chargers did do that in Arrowhead uh, a couple of weeks ago. So I don't know what you're talking about, Collinsworth. So people and assume the Browns, that, and the Browns had the Chiefs on the ropes. Week and do one. you think, yeah, the yeah, their punter doesn't screw up. That the the Chiefs are in real dire straits at this point. So it's I think it's that group and. Uh, make a case for anybody that I'm, I'm sleeping on here. That's it. Those, your well, Super Bowl teams out of the AFC are one of those four. I don't buy, I, and yet 
people tell me, well, you're sleeping on the Ravens again. They're still, they're, st wait, they're minus 120 going into Monday night um, to win the division. And the Browns are plus 140. What in hell are we talking about? And by the way, the Browns are plus 140, but the Bungles are plus 1100. I think the Bungles are for real, by the way. I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl this year, but I do buy that team as a wild card. And if you're the Patriots and Steelers and you're kind of watching the standings and you're Vegas and the Broncos, like, I think the Bengals are going to claim one of those wild card spots. I, well, there, there, here we go. This is, I think we've kind of like inadvertently distilled it down to a one team question, which is okay, Bills winning that division, Titans winning their division. Right. Ravens and Browns both going to the playoffs, Chargers and Chiefs both going to the playoffs. So we have one team remaining. And are you saying Bengals over the Steelers? Because in a twist, I'll say Steelers over the Bengals. Really? I think you're looking at uniforms if you're doing that. I really do. I Believe me, I, no one wants to make the case for, for the Steelers going to the postseason. But I, I, and to me, it's always, I, I know it's super cool, especially if you're a fan of the team, to be cynical about it. I think this is learning. Talk about Collinsworth dictating to Football America as a whole. I think... Local voices, local talkers, media, it's cool to predict the demise of your team in advance because then it then you get the claim everybody else is is uh is just a shill for the local team. I'm I'm the only one who will tell you the unvarnished truth. And and there's currency in that and there's there's gravitas that you get from that. I I, I, to me, it's about the journey. The point is, kick it down the road another week. It's if you're in Pittsburgh, it is meaningful. It's it's meaningful in a lot of a lot of towns, pro football games, and so now the Steelers catch the Seahawks against Geno Smith. If they can just win that one and get the three and three, now you've bought another fortnight of engagement for the Steelers fans there because then they go into their bye. They come out with Cleveland. Go through their schedule. It's hard to it's hard to summon even if they're three and three. Seven more wins left on the schedule to get to ten. Maybe nine get you in. They would definitely have to win in Cincy. They would definitely have to beat Baltimore at least once, and they would definitely need to beat Cleveland to 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 have a shot. Maybe they will. I, I the, the offensive line was that was there's cause for some optimism if you're a Steelers fan because maybe the worst of that mess is through. Maybe the the youngsters are uh, going to take care of business and Najee Harris looked for real there, but well, your, you're going your Steelers reward, as the seventh seed. Yeah. And your reward for your seventh seeded Steelers will be um, to go to SoFi to play the number two seeded chargers. Fine. I don't care. That's not, listen, I'm going to go to SoFi and watch uh, the Steelers play the chargers before then yeah. too, in a few weeks. That's, that's there'll fine. Be, there's uh, 40, there'll be 40,000 Steeler fans in the stadium. I, you know, but it is, it is, in a world of these these just unstoppable offenses, there is something to be said. And, and and it's hard for your brain to grasp it, especially after this past weekend with these both teams in the 40s in college and in the pros. Like, I mean, the Red River shootout was a gem, the Bama game, like we say. And then, you know, any number of these high-scoring back-and-forth games, there will be a time because it happens every year and you can seduce yourself into believing, well, this is the year where it doesn't matter. Every year around Thanksgiving-ish, defenses start to tune up and, and then they become a factor. So if you're the Patriots built around the defense, if you're the Steelers in the same boat, 
that's your time. Like you, you got to get to that spot though. You got to. Well, know. listen, I want to uh, just, I thought it was a funny, I was. Cause you know, I do I think was, like all of a sudden now, do you think the Steelers can't beat that? Well, if you looked at it, well, one loss we know going into the season is they have to go to Arrowhead. Is it now impossible that they could go in there and beat them if the defense gets going and they can bang bang you with Najee Harris? Like the that changes. That's why the people who go up to the board and do the thing in June about like this is a win, that's a loss. Like you have no idea what's going to be by the time you get into the season who's going to be uh, available and otherwise. Go ahead. Speaking of people, you know, not knowing anything. So, look, we all were delighted in the pre-draft, here's where these quarterbacks are going to go. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence is number one. It looks like Zach Wilson's two. Now it's like San Francisco could go any which way, and then the Bears are going to trade up, and oh my God, Mac Jones fell to the Patriots. So you've got the big five, the big five. And I think for the first time, they all started and played the whole game basically yesterday, right? So I was looking you know, at, at the big five um, stats, and Mac Jones had the highest QB rating. And then it was like Lawrence um, and uh, Fields maybe um, were neck and neck. And then um, big drop to Zach Wilson and Trey Lance. They were not very good. And then I looked at Davis Mills, 50 points higher QB rating than any of the big five. And so I was like, this is going to be hilarious if he turns out to be better than all these guys, which, you know, I'm not predicting – but it did it did tell me like this Patriots defense that you think is going to turn a corner at some point. I'm like, I'm not so sure. They got shredded by Davis Mills. I know uh, I could be talked into it. But but again, talk about the mythology that exists in our brains individually perpetuated by just what what's supposed to be collective wisdom, you know. How many times do we have to have Russell Wilson in the third round or Tom Brady or Dak Prescott where they're drafted? These are the best quarterbacks. Um, uh, well, Russell Wilson's down for a stretch here. But but the point is, I mean, we, we obsess over these guys and you do have to have a high pedigree QB to win in the NFL almost across the board. I mean, there are a few uh, curveballs that sneak through in magical postseasons, but you have to have a high-end QB to be a consistent contender. And yet the way to get to them, even Aaron Rodgers, I know this is old news to everybody, but somebody said, yes, Alex Smith over Aaron Rodgers. Yes, of course, that's the correct move. A lot of people said, obviously, Josh Rosen, not Lamar Jackson. What are you talking about? Josh Allen, why would we we've got to take Baker Mayfield, not Josh Allen? Are you insane? These are the decisions that people whose entire lives revolve around making these decisions. So... I don't blame the fans for for you know having having confused brains about this. Here's another one though, just very quickly, because uh, you mentioned Trey Lance, Kyle Shanahan. We are all I think we're all on board. Genius, he's a genius. Look at his record as a head coach with the Niners with good teams. I know they got they almost won a Super Bowl, but you can also look at what's happened since then and how far under 500 the Niners have been. And you can excuse it to injuries, but everybody else has injuries too. And the same maybe goes. Let's see what happens again in Baltimore tonight with Frank Reich. Well, that that well, Chris Ballard, Frank Reich, boy, they're doing it the right way. They're going about their business the right way. They're building. They're not going to reach out and, and make crazy moves. They're going to be a nice, solid organization. Let's see if they lose here with Carson Wentz, uh, how many songs are being sung about the Colts. I'm fascinated by it. I have no point other than um, well, I, 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 I don't say. even know what the, I don't even know how to make sense of it, except I think it's pretty sensible to look at things and say, 
you can boil it down to like eight teams that might win the Super Bowl this year, and that's that. And there's not, and we can indulge in the weekly chapters of like, oh, that maybe that team can be better than we thought they were. But winning the Super Bowl is another matter, and it's already down five weeks into about eight teams total. Well, I'm going to share this tweet because because you just mentioned it, and maybe if you if you become better friends with Sal, you'll be included on threads like this. Um, but. 50 coaches have been with one team for at least parts of five seasons since 2000. Uh, this is a guy named Josh Dubow, Dubow, uh, is tweeting this. Kyle Shanahan's 449 win percentage with the 49ers ranks 46th hmm. out of 50. Only ones worse, Jay Gruden, Washington, Jeff Fisher with the Rams, Jim Schwartz with the Lions, and Doug Marone with the Jaguars. And so it's funny you mention it because this tweet stunned me because I too have been caught up in the Kyle Shanahan is the real deal. And I was like, wait a minute. These names that he, the only guys he's better than are historically terrible. I mean, you know, yeah, it's, it's weird, but, but, you know, do we think that the Niners, I mean, do, here's a team I don't think is going to the Super Bowl. And I think this counts as a bold statement. The Cardinals. I know that they're 5-0, and oh, but this is me reacting to uniforms and saying, come on, Cliff Kingsbury is going to the Super Bowl out of that conference. They, if What would the number be if it's Tampa at Arizona in any round of, of January. I mean, would anybody bet on the Cardinals to take down the, the Buccaneers? I, I, I highly doubt it. I know that that counts as bold. And I like, uh, I like the fan base and everything else in Arizona. Um, so who's your Super Bowl pick bills plus two fifty? Hensher. They're going to the Super Bowl. I'm just saying who gets there from the AFC side. Yeah. I bet the bills actually a, a couple weeks ago. Um, they were like, Plus 400, I think I got him at a couple weeks ago. Bills plus 250. Uh, Chiefs second at plus 400. Ravens at plus 480. Browns at plus 700. The Chargers still at plus 700. And the Titans, who, uh, like we said before the season started, because of the easiest path, still could wind up with the number one seed. And they're plus 1,400. Who's going to want to go to Nashville and face Derrick Henry, if especially if he has a week to rest up there? It's, uh, you're bold. Uh, the Chargers seem like the best number. That, that seems agree. like the best bet on that that list. Well, Rams Chargers, I keep pushing it. Plus sixty five hundred still for Rams Chargers in SoFi Stadium. That would be um, that would be juicy stuff as well. Uh, Eddie Spaghetti, who do you think's going to the Super Bowl out of the AFC? Well, I'll throw a couple of diddlies at you guys. I had some best bet stuff planned, and one of them involved that uh, very bet, and it's the the jersey I'm wearing for Josh Allen, uh, New York's real team. Uh, I have them as the AFC champion. <laughs> the hell happened to you? I thought that was a uh, Dave a Brown jersey. No, no, no. no it's a uh, I I root for the Bills. I root for Josh Allen, and I I think that um, they're a fun team. They're a complete team. Looking at some stats comparing them to the Chargers, I know Shaq, you're in love with the Chargers and have been for quite some time. But the points for and the points against comparing the Bills and the Chargers is, is Pretty glaring. The Bills. Well, look at who they've played, though. That's I mean, that's the I understand answer to that. that. I understand that. I understand that. But I mean, the Chargers giving up 116 total points versus the Bills only giving up 64, and the Bills have outscored them by 30 points. The Chargers. Uh, I think it's a complete team. And I I was telling this to my friends, 
And I, I compare the Chargers to the Washington Capitals, where they're a good team, and I'm gonna, but I'm not gonna take them seriously to win the whole thing until they finally do. And that's kind of how my vision is with the with the Chargers, where I mean, like, yeah, but they've been like snake bit so many years in a row. I know this is a different team, and and Herbert is probably the MVP right now, but uh, I think the Bills really, and and the emergence of Dawson Knox becoming like this Dalton Schultz type guy, where there's so many people to watch on offense, and he's gonna be wide open every game. Whole new dynamic for Josh Allen. Um, that defense is playing great, and I love the Bills team. And I think actually for NFC Cowboys, so it'll be like the '93 uh, Super Bowl, right? The year after I was born. Um, but I, I think a better result where the the Bills will actually win this one. That's a fun pick. Hey, by the way, uh, since we're reading other people's tweets, Hench, uh, I wasn't included on that Sal one, but I did get this one. I th- I mean. I get a lot of great tweets sent at me from fan bases and uh, that, you know, I have it in for their team um, for some reason. And uh, I, it's only true. I only have it in for the Flyers and Islanders and Penn State, too. Um, but uh, nevertheless, at Sully Chief sent me this gem today. Your Super Bowl is every time we he's talking about the Chiefs. Um, your Super Bowl is every time we lose, and it's because your Steelers were frauds last year, and everyone with eyes saw it. Sad what's happened to your content. Boy, oh boy, that's a, I, it hurts my feelings because it's true. I, I don't like the Chiefs, and so much so that every time they lose, it's cause for celebration, and that's owed to the fact that the Steelers weren't as good as people thought they were last year. I enjoyed that one immensely. And also my content is no good. We can all it's see that. very well thought out. <laughs> I, love, I love the math that I'm sitting around or anyone else is sitting around thinking about anyone else's team. Don't you see? I am obsessed with my team, the 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 every snap of my team. I I, I haven't the time. And didn't you hear about the uh, Demodo, who is the Guim Weepo? I, well, I have enough on my plate without dealing with listen, rooting for against any of your teams. Uh, it, you know, it's it's a little different. I mean, I mean the Flyers. You know, you, you know Pittsburgh. You're you know people are nicer. They're better human beings. But like obviously the Boston New York thing is deep and pathological. But it, it's it's sort of unidirectional because like Red Sox fans can name everybody in the Yankees bullpen. They know exactly how they're hmm. doing. And and they know like Red Sox fans know Michael Kay. Like we're obsessed with the Yankee announcer. Like we we we're having this whole thing. And Yankee fans are like, uh, I can't name anyone in your bullpen. I don't know. I don't we don't we don't talk about your team. Right. That that goes back 100 years. Draper in the elevator. Right. You know, right, exactly. So, exactly. So, I, uh, you know, when we vanquished the Yankees on on uh, Tuesday of last week, then we get rolled in game one. By the way, uh, interesting gambling thing moving forward. We got to put a post-it note around the office. Dodgers beat the Cardinals in the wild card game. Yan- uh, Red Sox beat the Yankees in the wild card game. They celebrate, like their celebration going on in those clubhouses. They both lay a complete egg 48 hours later in game one. Nobody can get the ball out of the infield. They basically forfeit game one of the next series. We got to keep an eye on that moving forward. I I, I think that's huge. I really do. I, I, I always call it the Ahab effect. And Joe Flacco and the Ravens and Harbaugh, really legitimately, it's hard to push back at if you look at the numbers for it. 
you get so obsessed with knocking off the team closest to you at the top of the mountain in your little uh, corner of the sports world that there is a consistent drop-off in the game after. Is it a coincidence that the that the Bungles laid an egg the week after they went into Heinz right. and beat them? That, that That's a legit thing. If you are the bully of a division um, for long enough, that does permeate its way into the brains. Hench, are you taking the Red Sox... Or you're going to go with the series there? Let's get a couple of bets before we get out of here right now. All right. Well, you know, I already gave out the Red Sox plus 150 at the start of the series. Um, but I wouldn't – now They're now the Red Sox, I think, are are they minus 210 or something? They're, they're way too – I wouldn't take them now. To win um, tonight, but, they're minus 112 on the um, money line. I, I, the, the, the entire pitching staff is running on fumes. Um, here's one thing I will throw out. Wander Franco, who the world is getting to meet what the next 15 years are going to be like for that future Hall of Famer, over one and a half total bases is plus 120. Now, Wander Franco, that's if so he's definitely getting four ABs, maybe five, against an exhausted pitching staff. That's two singles or one wall ball double plus 120. That feels like stealing hmm. Wander Franco over one and a half total bases. Um, and then, you know, I i mean, I gave out the Giants plus 135 last week, and uh, I do think that series goes five. And, you know, you, you, Giants at home, uh, that Muncie injury is a killer. That is a killer for the Dodgers. Your whole lineup gets gets more shallow. Like there's oxygen now facing the Dodgers. Um so I probably would stick with the Giants. Uh, I do think um, Giants on the money line uh, plus one eighty four. Dodgers minus two twenty. All of a sudden, things uh, swinging heavily. Scherzer did not look great uh, in the wild card game, uh, or or in his uh, last post uh, pre uh, regular season start. So maybe, maybe Scherzer's a little gassed. Thirty seven. Um, it is funny looking at these baseball playoffs. You know, and there just doesn't seem to be any way around it. But like the the three biggest villains on the Astros, Altuve, Bregman, and Correa, could all be right there again in the World Series. Like, oh my God, oh my God, if they're playing the Dodgers in the World Series, like what? I mean, there's going to be violence. Like, it is going to be crazy if Bregman is is hitting a walk off home run. Uh, to beat the Dodgers, oh my God, it could be insane. Like they did no time. There's there was no real punishment. Uh, you know, Cora did his year in exile, and he's back. Like it is just, it's got to be infuriating to to Dodger fans to to know they knew what was coming. I know people. The high stakes rooting is as though uh, spoiler alert. How you root, and I fall prey to this too. I laugh at fans and everything. I laugh at the guy going up to John Cusack and telling him he's not allowed to root for the White Sox and everything. Um, I, I I like emails about like it's because you hate my team and all that kind of stuff. I mock those people, but I do sit on my couch 2,500 miles away from uh, from the Steelers game and do think like I wish I wouldn't have said that. I cursed them. I do believe in my in in my heart and my balls that somehow I'm impacting things. I don't. Uh, spoiler alert: I don't think we actually are impacting these uh, these results. But Dodgers fans, I think, are rooting for the Astros Dodgers series to make things right. 
Careful what you wish for. That 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 if you lose to them again, that's gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt a hundred times worse. No, yes, and then they go like, I mean, look, you guys were cheating. You cheated. You cheated. It's it's established. It's settled law. You cheated, um, and you got away with it. But now, if they beat the Dodgers, they go. We would have beat you without cheating. Like it'd be awful. This would be the worst case scenario for the Dodgers. I think. I think uh, all of humanity would have to be rooting for the Dodgers in that World Series. It's exactly how a Steelers fan. Well, yeah, you cheated the first couple times you beat us in the AFC title game, Patriots. Uh, the, the last uh, couple ones, probably you did clean. Um, I uh, Here's a good bet for you. Plus 125 for the Chargers to win the division. Now, you should have gotten that way back when, but they're still even up, even after the results of Week 5. The Chiefs are still same odds to win the West. What are you seeing that makes you think that the Chiefs are going to overcome this deficit with them, with the Chargers already having a head-to-head win against them? It's not going to happen. Bet the Chargers. In Arrowhead. In Arrowhead. Right. So you won the, the the tougher of the two to win, um, that's, but that's bananas. I mean, that obviously you're, you've been giving out the chargers since August. So hopefully our listeners have been paying attention. And the saints are, not- here's another spoiler alert for you. Saints are going to wind up in the playoffs. Um, they're not going to catch them up in the uh, catch up in the division, but, uh, but slot them in there. And the Rams at plus 145 are going to catch the Cardinals. It's uh, the Cards plus 100. I get it that the Cardinals also have a head-to-head win over the Rams in L.A. I still think, uh, well, that that was in L.A., right? Yeah, that was in L.A. Um, uh, The Rams are going to overcome the Cardinals. The Cardinals are going to lose to the Browns in Cleveland this weekend, and it'll start their downward trajectory. They'll still make the playoffs in all likelihood, the Cards, but don't expect them to be the number one seed come January. You're you're uh, you're you're rounding into your usual midseason form. This is when this is when Shaq takes off. And what did I tell you too? Not making the playoffs, the Seattle Seahawks. I'm resentful of the injury to Russell Wilson, in fact, because that makes it excusable that they're going to miss it. I told you that was going to be the fourth place team. I was right all along, even without Russell Wilson's bump finger, they were going to be the last place team, unless it's Kyle Shanahan's team, which will be another conversation. Let's get out of here. We covered a a lot of ground, and I feel like we still... The weekend deserved it. The weekend deserved it. I know. We could have gone on and on. We didn't even talk about the heavyweight bout, but we did celebrate Spaghetti's great pick there. And speaking of spaghetti, me, him, and the Against All Odds boys are going to get together and uh, Mikey Meatballs to get you right for the drop of the puck. It starts on Tuesday night. Uh, Get with us on YouTube on the Extra Points channel. We'll have uh, something for you to help you make the best bets for the upcoming season. Kevin Hench, great stuff as always. Good luck to your Red Sox um, against the Rays going forward here. Come Thursday, we'll talk to Mina Kimes to get you right for the Seahawks and uh, the Steelers and all the rest of everything going down in pro football. Check out everything on the Extra Points Network. Play against us on the arcade. We'll talk to you in 72 hours. Until then, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.